Welcome back, movie trivia connoisseurs, to episode number 37 of Talkin' Schmodown. That is right, we are back for another week, jam-packed full of Schmodown goodness, and this week starts the team tournament. We have three really interesting matches to dive into, so let's get ready to talk Schmodown. Alright everybody, I hope you guys are excited as I am, because I, I, I gotta say, this ter- team's tournament, it's only three matches in, and it is off to a hell of a start, I am pumped to talk about it all, uh, we got all kinds of good stuff, we do have a couple of bits of news though that I wanted to get out first, uh, so on Christian's new show, SEN Live, he confirmed that there will that there are still plans to upgrade the Schmodown game app. So, for those of you who don't know, I don't know, this was probably, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I want to say, by now, uh, they released a, a mobile game for the movie Trivia Schmodown. And it, it was a cool game. Um, you know, it had its limitations, though. Uh, you know, sometimes you had to be very meticulous in the way you typed in your your answers. Otherwise, you wouldn't it wouldn't pop up properly. Uh, sometimes the questions were typed out wrong, which happens even today on the actual show. Um, and you know, there were issues like with the server, people not being really being able to uh, connect with other people online. Um, and over time, you know, people kind of fell off. I don't even think I've played it in in a while. Uh, But one of the biggest issues was that it was only available for iOS. There was no Android version of this app. Uh, And that is something that Christian said that they are still planning on doing. Um, So I'm hoping that with this plan to uh, get the game out on Android, that they are also planning a complete revamp of the game. Things have changed, you know. And I'd love to see the game updated, modified, uh, to better reflect the way it's played today. So, uh, yeah, if you guys play, you know, have played, if you do play still, let me know. Hop on to Twitter, at MovieBlogMerk, and let me know. I'd love to hear uh, hear what you think about the game. Uh, and the other thing, it's not technically Schmodown related, but Mark Ellis' comedy special Dog Stepfather drops next week on uh, November 19th. So be sure to check that out wherever you can. Alright, so before we get into this week's matches, uh, over on a couple of our other shows here on the Merc with Movie Blog podcast network, uh, we have After Live, which is a Collider Live after show, and SCN After Live, which is a SCN Live after show. And on both of those shows this past week, uh, my amazing crew over there interviewed some uh, people from who who are integral to the Schmodown. Uh, We have Emma Fife and Kevin Smets. That is right. So I'm going to play a little clip from both of these interviews. Uh, First up will be the Emma Fife clip, followed by Kevin Smets. So be sure to check that out. You are currently, right, still the commissioner for Team I am, yeah, and until the end of the year, uh, because I won that job last year in the uh, commissioner bowl, um, which it was funny how that whole sort of thing (laughs) 
came about because a lot of the time, um, you know, as we're kind of going through with Schmodown, I think that with that Schmodown spectacular, Christian just wanted to do something akin to the manager bowl that we had done the year before. And so he's like, oh, we're going to do this commissioner bowl. And he's like, do you want to play? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. That's fine. Thinking like, oh, well, Christian's the former singles champion. He's playing in this. There's no way that I'm going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it just, uh, it just kind of worked out. <laughs> so it wasn't your plan to ever like become commissioner? No, not particularly. Uh, oh. But it was funny once once uh, we kind of started going with the um, as as the storyline was kind of taking shape, and obviously, you know, Tom and I have had a thing going on for years at this point. Uh, <laughs> it it kind of was like, well, if we're gonna have Tom in the commissioner bowl, like trying to win the commissionership, then I also definitely need to be involved. So yeah. again, that uh, it's all it's always been about just trying to take down Tom, which uh, didn't work out in Florida. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> He got really lucky with his round three uh, choices. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that was just whew, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, that's it's a game though, and I, I think you know, in his uh, interview after losing the belts, Mike Kalinowski was talking about the fact that it, you know, it's a game. There's there's elements of it that you can't control. In a perfect world, if you could control everything and you could always get your strengths, then you dominate every time. It's like if you get a category in Jeopardy that you're really strong in, like you're going to run the board piece of cake. But sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Now, in that last match that you did have with Chandrew, uh, in the second challenge, how tense was that in the studio? And Because he didn't seem very happy about that. And I was sitting there like, just imagine how intense that must have been. Uh, how was that feeling during the during the challenge, that second one there? Yeah. So in the Chandra match, like, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be rough. Uh, you know, as far as the challenge goes, you know, he said the first name, uh, and then I I knew I was behind, or I, I forget where we were at, but like, you know, I was just reeling from doing opponent's choice and getting who said it, which is everybody's dreaded category. And so then he was just rolling through because he got spinner's choice. So for me, um, you know, I wouldn't call it a Hail Mary, but I I would call it that I played the game. Um, And that's something that I wouldn't have done in the past. And I think that's just uh, with the uh, a little more of, uh, you know, getting reps in. And I've been in a lot of uh, exhibition matches, too. So I think that was around my ninth or tenth match, I forget, as a rookie, which is you know, which kind of makes me feel like a vet. But uh, right when he said the wrong name, I was I knew, um, you know, he paused. And then right when I was like, I challenged it, like right after he said the second name, I challenged it. And for me, it was like playing the game. It was like, look, I might not get that challenge. Um, and, and I still felt confident in the third round that I would I would get all of my questions right in the third round. And then we'd be tied. But I kind of wanted to put me in a position to win. So it was kind of like a Hail Mary. Uh, not a Hail Mary. That's the wrong word. But it was like, a look, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push his buttons a little bit and see if that challenge goes through. And it did. Um, and then I think he was so rattled that he didn't catch the the Sectrum Sempra. Uh, and I don't think anyone in the studio did. And like people, uh, they say you need to pay attention, but it's like, you're not re- like some of you guys don't understand when you're in the studio. Like I said that fast, like when I watch it, like I can, you watch it on the show and you can hear the Sectrum, but like, that was just me, you know, that was just a flub on my part, but because Chandru was so upset about it he couldn't call it he was probably still upset and reeling from the challenge he either didn't hear it or didn't catch it and that's why Chandu's going to be really challenging when he gets a manager because I think a manager that knows Harry Potter would catch it if he gets a manager like Dagnino or someone who doesn't know but let's say Emma's his coach 
Emma probably would have called it out. So um, that that went in my favor, and that was just me playing the game. It was like, all right, I know I had I know my trivia, but because of Spinner's choice and opponent's choice, I'm a little behind here. I, I and you know I was just trying to figure out how I can get my way back into a position to win in the third round instead of tie. And uh, he, he just the blessing in disguise, as he said the wrong name. And it's funny he said in the post interview that he wasn't sure if it was between, uh, you know, Ariana or, uh, Air, I forget what the first, the Arian or whatever he said. Um, and he almost went to multiple choice. And if he would have done that and got it right, yeah. then I would have still won. And then there, then the comments wouldn't be littered with how much, uh, of, 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 you know, justice for Chandu or all the people that are like, Oh, he got screwed. So I kind of wish he went to multiple choice, got it right. So then I would have still won in the third round, but the way it went, like, you know, you kind of have to play the game and sometimes it means, let me see if I can get this win out um, any way I can, you know. But uh, for me, I, I, you know, I wouldn't do a challenge to, like, call someone out or, like, to annoy them or anything like that. Like, that's not right. – you know, I knew there was an opening there. I knew that it can be a debated thing. And so I just went with it. You know, there was an opportunity. you got to take it. All right. Now be sure to head on over to uh, After Live to check out the rest of that Emma Fife interview and SEN After Live to check out the rest of that Kevin Smets interview. Both fantastic interviews. The crew over there, the, the crews over there did great jobs. Um, and this coming week, uh, we actually have uh, Paul Preston uh, coming on to After Live. And none other than Video Drew coming on to SEN After Live. It should be an interesting show. All right, so. Let's head over to the matches. That is right. The Ultimate Schmodown Teams Tournament has begun, and it has started off insane, and I am loving it. So, match number one we had was the Odd Couple versus Only Stupid Answers. Uh, Only Stupid Answers being DJ and Sam. And I have to say, uh, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I was totally confusing DJ and Sam. I thought that Sam Basher was apparently the guy who is actually named DJ. Did not realize that. I don't know why that I, I thought that that name and, and that face were the ones that went together, but I was 100% wrong. Uh, I'm curious, have any of you done this? Because I don't know where it came from or why I had that wrong, but I did. Uh, so yes, we have Odd Couple versus Only Stupid Answers. Uh, Christian and Clark on the table. I love seeing Clark Wolf on the table. I love see, just seeing her still involved, you know, after her retirement from the from the Schmodown with the Shire Wolves and everything. I, I absolutely just love seeing her involved in all of this. So it's fantastic, and I, and I love it. She's great on the table. So, uh, first out came Only Stupid Answers, followed by The Odd Couple. Nothing nothing crazy, no big entrances or anything like that to, uh, to speak of. Uh, then we get into round number one. And I gotta say, Odd Couple crushed this round. Uh, Jeff frickin' Snyder over here getting a perfect round and nailing his bonus question. His very first uh, perfect round, I believe he said. That's pretty fantastic. And, I mean, Mark and Draco only got one one wrong, so, I mean, he still got seven points. So that's pretty damn good. Uh, unfortunately, only stupid answers. Not so solid here. Combined... They only wound up with five points. Uh, Sam getting three, DJ getting two. It, it wasn't great. Um, I, I've seen them do better, obviously, but this was uh, this was rough for them. I don't know what was going on. 
So round one ends 16 to 5, an 11 point difference. Now, at this point, this is knockout territory. You know, things can, can easily go wrong here, especially when you're going up against uh, a team like the Odd Couple. Jeff Snyder and Mark Andreco, these guys are powerhouse players, former champions. The, you know, they're <laughs> nothing to mess with here. Um, and I feel kind of bad for uh, only stupid answers that they got saddled with uh, play, playing the odd couple right off the bat. But that, you know, that's how the brackets work, unfortunately, for them. So we hop into round number two. The odd couple goes up and spins Charlize Theron. And uh, they stay with that with some confidence, man. I found this interesting that they decided to spin first. Uh, it it's, it's, was definitely a strategic play. Um, they felt confident enough that they could knock out only stupid answers. I really believe that. And I believe that that is why they didn't. They just wanted to get it done. They didn't want to give them the chance to uh, to even bother with it. They just wanted to get this done. And that is exactly what they do in Charlize Theron. They clear the board. All five questions. Ten total points. And holy shit, an epic knockout right here. Round two, the other two, only stupid answers didn't even get a chance to answer a single question. They got, didn't, Odd Couple didn't even have to answer all their questions. They only answered five out of the six. They didn't need to go on to number six. And the Odd Couple wins via knockout 28 to five. That has to be some sort of record. I don't know, like uh, like a biggest point difference in a game i i don't know frankie frankie janish let me know is this a record did did they break some sort of like i said uh point difference uh record uh in this game because 23 points that's that's wild i that that's insane uh this as far as as i know i believe they said this this is the first uh time that a, a team hasn't had to answer a round two question you know that they were knocked out like this, and I think that honestly, that was the plan. If you know the the way it seems, that was the reason why they wanted to go first. They just they wanted to show their dominance and get this match done. Very few times do you have that opportunity, and they took it. And honestly, I'm glad they did. This was it was wild. I I couldn't I couldn't believe uh, just just how quick this match went. You know. The video, the, the 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 actual YouTube video, it's like 31 minutes, but the match ends at like the 22 minute mark, and obviously, uh, you know, there's some lead up coming in, so you're probably talking like maybe a 15 minute match, and that's it, you know. So like that's nuts. They only had to do essentially half of a match because of the, and they just they cleared it out, you know, odd couple making their way uh, into round number two. And uh, securing my bracket to move on forward. <laughs> I mean, there's really not much more to, that I can really talk about in this match. It was, like I said, the the odd couple, great. They, they dominated here. Uh, Jeff Snyder had a perfect round, a perfect game, I should say. Uh, and and Draco only missed one question. So, I mean, that that's pretty that's pretty outstanding right there. Uh, I, I guarantee you, if you know, they had been able to answer all the questions in the game. They probably would have done exceptionally well in round three. And I would not doubt uh, that they would have gotten some steals off of only stupid answers if they'd 
had that chance. But, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, before we get into the next uh, match, I am going to take a quick ad break here about a couple of the other shows that are right here on the Merc with the Movie blog podcast feed. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Afterlife. It's a weekly Collider Live after show podcast where Mike, Sean, and I give our takes on Rocks and Uranus Annex, on Yodi's producing skills, and whatever Cody and Alex are up to in that booth. In addition to having guests, we expand on the crew's discussions and add our own craziness to the You can find the show on Merkwin and Movie Blog Feed on all the podcasting platforms. See you soon! Hey everybody, Sean and Wade here to tell you about our new review show following each episode of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Dude, yes, Boba Fett! Not exactly, Wade. Set in the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and follows a Mandalorian bounty hunter beyond the reaches of the New Republic. Yeah, Boba Fett. Did you even watch Return of the Jedi? Never mind. Join us here every week on the Merc with the Movie blog feed. (laughs) Thank God Kaylin will be here too. I don't think I can handle Wade on my own. All right, we are back. Be sure to check out uh, those shows, especially that Mandalorian review show. It's going to be great. Uh, if you guys haven't had the opportunity to check out the show, please do. I know it's not available, uh, I believe, uh, outside the U.S. or maybe a couple of random other places outside the U.S. But you know, it will be. And once it is, be sure to check check it out. Uh, and for those of you that are are in the U.S. and have Disney Plus and are able to. It's fantastic, so uh, definitely check that out. And be sure to uh, listen to the, the after show. It's going to be great. Sean and Wade, uh, it's, it's going to be a good time. All right, so we're going to hop into match number two. Who's the boss versus Inky and the Brain? Uh, there's an opening scene here for this one. Tom Dagnino's in the back. He's talking to himself in a mirror. It's really kind of funny and a little bit weird. Uh, he turns around. Uh, Mark and Ben are standing there. Gives him a bit of a pep talk, uh, kind of leading into the tournament, telling him, you know, that they they got this. You know, nothing can stand in their way. I gotta say, this was an interesting little 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 cutscene. Um, it, really, it wasn't anything super important, but it shows you know just how just how invested in this team Dagnino is and that's really good to see you know say what you will about him about his you know abilities in the in, in you know in the ring or or you know his kind of personality whether you like him or not he's a damn good manager you know he's managed solid teams whether it be the patriots the you know freaking long-time reigning tag team champions, the Patriots, or the, the, the founding, or the, uh, the, the five horsemen with, uh, who's the boss over there and with founding fathers, you know, he is one of the best managers out there, no matter what you think of him, that is undeniable, and, you know, just seeing the way he tries to kind of lift his, uh, his 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 people. He'll lift his manager or his uh, players' spirits and get them ready for the game. Uh, I I love that, and it's one of the my favorite things about him. All right, so out first was Inky and the Brain. Uh, I gotta say, I don't know if they had this before, but their theme is awesome. It's like a metal version 
of the like the cartoon Inky the Brain the theme song, and I freaking love it. I want I I need this song. It's so good. I don't know if this was uh, maybe like a David B cover, but it it was fantastic. It sounds like it definitely could have been. Uh, I I don't I don't know, but that oh man. I hope that I hope that they release that track because it's fantastic. All right. Uh, and they were followed by Who's the Boss? Who, I mean, nothing spectacular. They don't get crazy or anything with their entrance, uh, which is fine. They, they don't. They don't need to. They, you know, they are the favorite in this match. They are the powerhouses. So, you know, they don't really need to show off if they don't want to. So, all right. So we're gonna get into round number one of this match, and for a little bit, it was kind of close, but not, not really. I mean, I'll be honest. There was some pretty Big missteps on you know from uh, Inky in the brain, but you know we had another perfect round here. This time from Mark frickin' Riley, man, and he nails just like Jeff Snyder did in that first bet. Nails his bonus question. They walk away with 16 points uh, to Inky in the brain's 10. Like I said, they did okay. They five points each, very mid range. Um, if you want to be a mid-range team, you know, and just casually play, then sure, you can do that. But unfortunately, when you're in something like this in a big tournament and you really you you're trying to move up, you got to you know you need to do better than that unfortunately, and you know that's the way it is. So 16 to 10 at the end of round 1 really looking good for uh who's the boss here. Getting to round number 2, who's the boss the furs inking the brain spins new releases. And they think about it for a minute. They decide to move away from that, which was probably a mistake, because then they land on movie release dates. This is Ben Bateman's bread and butter. And I'll be honest, Mark Riley not too shabby either. So uh, this was a this was a rough round for them. Um, they only managed to get one point out of twelve possible points. Uh, they went multiple choice on on the one that they got. And unfortunately, allowed who's the boss to steal every other question that they had, and that's because Ben Bateman, Mark Riley, this is their jam. They know exactly what they're doing in this category. They were thrilled that they landed on this category because they were able to steal a total of seven points here. Seven points. That's insane. Puts them at 23 to 11, and they haven't even gone yet. You know, that is a 12 point lead here. Just like what happened at the end of round one in the first match, we've got this knockout territory kind of gap going on. And now, and the, the, the problem with it is, Inky and the Brain doesn't have any more questions. But who's the boss does, which means that who's the boss still has the chance to gain more points and really push a knockout here. So who's the boss goes up, they spin uh, Will Smith, and they stay. Uh, it's funny because uh, Ben was like kind of mocking Devon, saying, I bet you want Will Smith or, or something like that earlier uh, before their spin earlier in the match. And then they wind up landing on it, and they take it. Um, so, and, and the thing is, they don't even do that well in this. Um, they get their first question, but then they miss their second. They get their third, 
but then they miss their fourth. But unfortunately for Inky and the Brain, they are not able to capitalize on either steal. Uh, and it would have been two-point steals. These would have been big. They, it probably would have kept them at least somewhat more in the game here. Uh, but unfortunately for them, that did not happen. And who's the boss wins the match via a knockout 27-11? Like I said, this tournament is starting off with a bang. Two matches in, two knockouts. Not TKOs, knockouts. Second round knockouts. They don't even get to finish their round two. It's just done. 27 to 11, 16 point gap. Not as big as that uh, 23 point gap in the first game, but still, that that's an impressive, impressive game. And 27 points when you haven't even finished uh, your round two and you haven't even gotten to round three, those are impressive numbers. So I, I got to say, who's the boss really killing it? Um, so they get into the, the post-match interviews and Rachel is pissed. Feels like she's been carrying this team. Um, you know, really tells Devon that, you know, she's sick and tired of this. They don't officially break up here. Um, they, like that's not said that, you know what I mean? But it seems like this is the end of Inky in the brain. Uh, even Mark Ellis, uh, he says, you know, this is the last time we'll see them. I don't know if they were supposed to say it, and, may, and maybe he kind of spoiled it. I don't, I don't know, but it seems to me that this is the end of Inky and the Brain. And honestly, it was probably going to be the end of them anyways uh, with the draft coming up. Um, most likely, they weren't going to wind up on the same team anyways. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens in that case, but it seems... Like, it was going to happen anyways, and uh, this kind of pushes some storyline. It allows them to kind of end on their own terms anyways, and hopefully uh, Rachel will be able to really focus on, like, a singles push for sing uh, Season 7 because I really like Rachel. I think she's got a lot of talent, and I think she could really do well in the singles if she really kind of uh, kind of dedicates to just the singles and pushes forward on that. All right, so before we hop into match three, we're going to take one more ad break. Uh, you're going to hear about the other shows on the network, and I hope that you check them all out. Uh, be sure to head over to anchor.fm slash movieblogmerk to hear all of the great shows that we have right here on the Merc with a Movie Blog podcast network. We'll be right back. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's names, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello everybody, Jay Wade and Kaylin here to tell you about SEN Afterlife. It's an after show podcast where we expand on the week of craziness on SEN Live as well as have guests on to join in the fun. Yep, and we get personal too. We do movie reviews and at times we go way off the rails, which I guarantee is always Kaylin's fault. Hey, how rude and not true. So come join us on the Mark with the Movie Blog feed and remember to rate, share, and subscribe. And as always, enjoy. All right, we are 
finally back for match number three. Please be sure to go and check out those shows. We've got Go Get That Rose, the Bachelor Nation podcast. Uh, if you guys are into that, definitely go and check that out. And as well as our brand new show, SEN After Live. It's fantastic. Uh, Christian's doing some great stuff over there. And Wade and Kalen are covering it all. It's fantastic. I was on that first episode, so be sure to check it out. I've also There's also, just on a side note, if you're looking for more Schmodown talk, watch that first episode of uh, SCN After Live. I dive in to some more Schmodown stuff over there. And any other time I get the chance to, to pop on there, I'll be talking more Schmodown as well. All right. So we are going to hop into match number three, the final match for this week. Time Machine versus the Scream Queens. Now, this match was a bit more um, challenging, I'd say. Uh, not necessarily in a bad way or anything, but they definitely get farther in this match than the other two. Uh, we were not looking at a round two knockout. I'll say that right off the bat. Not looking at a round two knockout here, which I was very glad to see. I love the Scream Queens. Um, Haley Fouch is great. I like Kalen. I will say this. However, I don't think she's the strongest player. Um, I do think that with the upcoming draft, that hey, if Haley gets a new tag team partner, I think she'll do a lot better personally. It's like I said, I, I Kaylin's probably very knowledgeable, um, and she's probably a really cool person, but I, I just don't think she's the strongest player. And you know what? You, I could, there's a lot of people that could say that about. One of the the biggest ones, figuratively and literally, that come to mind is the late, great, uh, king of all sweaties, Mr. John Schnepp. He has so much knowledge in his brain. He, he He's one of the smartest dudes that, that I knew, and he was not that strong of a player. And that's the way it is, you know? Not everybody has, like, the impeccable recall of some of these people, but that doesn't mean that they're any less, you know? It's just, it, it's a game, and, not, you know, the game isn't for everyone, unfortunately. And, like I said with Kalen, not the strongest player, so it may be good to have Haley uh, wind up with somebody else. I don't know. May, or, or maybe just be able to focus more on her singles career. So we get into things. We have Mark Ellis and Clark Wolf on the desk. Always good to see Clark uh, on the desk, like I said before. Uh, out first was the Scream Queens, followed by the Time Machine. Again, no big entrances here. Uh, that's one thing that I feel like has been lacking lately in the Schmodown. Um, the, not too many big entrances. A few here and there, but I feel like it's really been toned down when it comes to that. Maybe that's uh, a budget thing, you know, because Christian's doing all this on his own now, and that could be that. Um, but I do feel like some of the competitors used to pay for their own stuff. I know that, you know, costumes and things, and we don't necessarily need big, you know, special effects, but, you know, costumes and fun entrances and things like that, I, I, I do miss that kind of thing. I really, I really do. And I hope that that's something that comes back more in Season 7. All right, so we're going to get down to business. Round number one. Uh, this is pretty solid here. And surprise, surprise, our third match of the day and yet another perfect round. These are elite teams. 
you know, you've got The Odd Couple, you've got Who's the Boss, you've got Time Machine. Elite teams here. Ethan Irwin getting a perfect round does not surprise me, uh, but it, it's just interesting to see just how powerful these teams are, and it really makes me uh, excited for uh, how what round two is going to be like for this tournament, because you're going to have all the powerhouse teams fighting each other, and these are going to be some sick matches. Uh, and again, just like the others, he nails his bonus questions. We have Jeff Snyder, Mark Riley, and Ethan Irwin all this week getting perfect rounds and nailing that bonus question. Uh, however, the difference here is that in the other matches, the other player did pretty did quite well. Uh, Mark and Draco got seven points, and I believe uh, Ben also got seven points during his match uh, too. Unfortunately, here Janine only getting five. Uh, same as Haley. Both Haley and Janine got five points, with Kaylin getting four. So it was really Ethan that was kind of um, breaking way and getting that that uh, that lead that the time machine really needed. Um, ending round one, 14 to nine, you got a five point gap, and that that's that's pretty good. It's not impossible to come back from, but it's uh it's it's definitely a nice comfortable place for the time machine. So we get into round number two. Time Machine spins Horror, and they respin to Classics, which I was a little surprised about. Um, I don't know if maybe Ethan and or Janine are just not that great, not that comfortable with Horror, but I almost felt like it would have been better to take it and get that off the board uh, so that there wasn't a chance of the Scream Queens landing on it. But they decided to do what they did, and hey, that, that's fine. They went and landed on Classics. Uh, and they did okay here. Got um, five out of their six questions right. Went to multiple choice three times uh, in order to get a total of seven out of 12 points. It's not mind-blowing or anything, but it's decent. You know, it was, it was a solid round for them. Uh, so their portion of the round ends 21 to 9. At this point, they are up by 12. So if the Scream Queens want to tie up the game, they have to sweep their their board for all 12 points here uh unfortunately that is not what happens uh scream queens spin oscar films spin away and land on matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right let's get into this um so they do again okay they get uh, just like uh time machine they get seven points total um they miss two questions and allow two points of steals though for uh, the, the time machine. So unfortunately it doesn't really even up. It does widen that gap a bit. Uh, ending round two, 23 to 16, a seven point gap. And that is not where you want to be. Seven points. That is, I don't know if anybody's come back from a, a deficit that big. Uh, you have to talk to the stat man, but I mean, it seems almost impossible. It's not impossible, but it's pretty damn difficult to, uh, to, to come back from, from a deficit like that. Especially when you miss a question in round three, which is what Kaylin does. Uh, she misses her the, the three-point question. And like I said, you know, Kaylin is not that strong of a player. She is the weaker player of the two. Um, and in a situation like this where all the points really matter, I think that they should have swapped. And Kaylin should have taken the two-pointer, even if she's not 
super comfortable with animation. They may have at least been able to uh, have a shot at getting at getting there better. But, I mean, honestly, in the end, it wouldn't have mattered. But they would have had that extra point. It would have made them maybe feel a little bit better. Um, unfortunately, and it would have they would have actually been able to take the lead for the first time in the game. Uh, but, unfortunately, they wind up... I mean, they, they do wind up getting their three their five-point question, so they tie the game 23-23, and they avoid the, the, the TKO, but it leaves it with Time Machine only needing to get one question right, and they do right off the bat with their two-pointer. 25-23, uh, to 23, Time Machine wins. They move on to round two of the tournament. Um, it was... Man, I, I love... I, I love Scream Queens, and um, I'm sad that they lost. Now... I'm happy that Time Machine won because they were the ones that I picked for my bracket. But it's it's hard to see players that you really like uh, kind of going down like that. So I don't know. I was really kind of almost saddened. It wasn't as like amazing of a match. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it was a good match, but it wasn't like a crazy crazy good match. Uh, like the other two, even though the other teams didn't do very well, the match themselves was like, "Holy shit, what's going on here with these round two TK or with these round two knockouts?" But this one, I don't know. It just I felt bad while watching it. I felt bad for the screen for the Scream Queens. You know, it just didn't go their way, unfortunately. So, but you know, that's it for for this for for these matches. Not a whole lot else to talk about with them. They went by pretty quick. Because the matches themselves went by pretty quick. Um, again, not a whole, not really no controversy, no challenges, nothing like that. Nothing insane to talk about there. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening and, and watching and all that stuff. And hop on over on, uh, to Twitter at MovieBlogMerk and let me know which of these three uh, was your favorite. Also... Are your brackets still intact? I'd love to know. My bracket is still intact, and I am excited. Did not lose out on anything yet, So, but we've got a lot coming up. Three matches every single week leading right up to the spectacular. It is going to be fantastic. Uh, coming up on next week's show, we've got The Family versus The Wildberries, which uh, I'm, I'll say this right now, no spoilers, but uh, that, was a, that was a great match. I, I, I loved it. Then we got Shazam versus the Movie Guys and the Loose Cannons versus Crimson Fury. So be sure to check those out and also be sure to catch the Schmodown Spectacular on December 7th. Five huge matches. We've got William Bibiani versus Ben Bateman in a number one contender singles match. Alex Damon versus Laura Kelly in a Star Wars title match. Mike Kalinowski versus Kevin Smets in an Inner Geekdom title match. The Founding Fathers versus the winner of this currently uh, ongoing uh, Ultimate Schmodown Teams Tournament. And Paul Oyama versus either Bateman or Bibiani for the singles title. All four titles on the line. Big, big show. It's the WrestleMania of movie trivia. So be sure to check it out. Again, I am Josh the Merc Rayner, owner of Merc with a Movie Blog. And I have been your host for today's episode, episode number 37 of Talkin' Schmodown. 
Like I've said, head on over to Twitter, Twitter and Instagram at MovieBlogMerk. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube at Merk with a Movie Blog. Be sure to check out my website, uh, www.MerkWithMovieBlog.com. Uh, I've got some plans. I've been kind of things have been a little bit on hold on that side of things, but I am working on some stuff and changing things, some things up. And uh, you should see should see some stuff, some new stuff over there real soon. Uh, thank you again for listening. Be sure to check us out next week for episode number 38. And when those awards come a-calling, be sure to vote for Talking Schmodown for Best After Show. Thank you again. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and we have been Talking Schmodown. Catch you next time.